0: Good morning and welcome to a Tuesday morning, July the 20th edition of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain. And once again, this Tuesday morning, we are very, very pleased and blessed to have Dr. J.B. Hickson with us again. Uh, And uh, we're good morning, J.B. We're we're glad to have you again. Uh, I know that you're out at a a, uh, conference in Nebraska. Uh, right now. Where are you at and what are you doing out there?
1: Yeah, good morning, guys. Boy, it sure is an honor to, uh, to get to talk with you guys on Tuesdays and uh, just share the word with your audience. And uh, so, yeah, every now and then I go to conferences um, that, where well, I'm not speaking, but are just for, you know, networking and personal edification. And that's uh, the case uh, this week. I'm at uh, a Berean Fellowship conference in North, or actually uh, Yeah, near North Platte, Nebraska. I'm sitting in a hotel in North Platte uh, at the moment. But uh, as soon as we're done with our uh, interview uh, today, I actually will head back home. And uh, looking forward, if I can take just a moment to uh, announce something, looking forward tomorrow night to launching a new series at notbyworks.org. It will uh, emanate from our home church, Palm Creek Chapel there in Sedalia, Colorado. Uh, But
0: it's a new series called What in the World is Going On?
2: And it's going to run from six... Yeah, from
1: 6 to 7.30 every Wednesday night. It'll be live streamed for those of you that are not in the Denver, Colorado area. If you are in the Denver, Colorado area, please come uh, come see us in person. Uh, it's going to be a very critical series as we expose a lot of the uh, things that are happening at warp speed in real time here in our culture and run them through the lens of scripture to explain how uh, that could be setting the stage for the end game. Uh, in Satan's plan, which is what we're going to be talking about on today's program. So again, uh, what in the world is going on Wednesday nights, live streamed at 6 o'clock p.m. Mountain Time, which of course would be 7 Central, 8 Eastern, or 4 uh, Pacific or 3 Alaska time, but 6 o'clock Mountain Time. And if you're not able to live stream it, the videos will be posted uh, every by every Thursday morning at notbyworks.org. And the audio will be posted at the Not By Works podcast, which is available everywhere podcasts are available. You can just search for Not By Works Ministries, and you'll find all of our podcasts. So, really excited about that. And today's show will kind of get me even more ready for that as we uh, uh, look forward to launching that new series tomorrow.
0: Well, we're glad to have you aboard for today's show, and I'm glad you kind of view it as a primer to uh, to that upcoming series. I know that that's going to be some really really vital information for people. So if you're in Sedalia, uh, get out to Plum Creek Chapel Church. Uh, you are not going to want to miss this. Uh, I can vouch for the information that's in it. Boy, I'll tell you it's going to be good stuff. Uh, so don't miss it. Um, again, today we're going we're to be focusing, I think, in Genesis chapter 3. So if you're out there listening right now, get your Bibles ready. Uh, because we will we will be referring to Genesis chapter 3 during this podcast uh, JB what in the world is going on uh, we've got we've got so much chaos in the world right now when you look at uh, things that are happening all over this globe uh, South Africa comes to mind right now I, I know you've probably been following a little of that uh We've got things going on in Europe. Uh, it's just amazing uh, the amount of chaos and uh, uh, widespread calamity, it seems. What, what in the world is going on? Yeah, that
1: is. That's the question. And, uh, you know, tomorrow night we're going to start off with uh, obviously, you start with the scripture and, and look at, uh, you know, the, Kind of a backdrop there, but in terms of the lens of culture, we're going to start out by looking at the World Economic Forum and that Satanist Klaus uh, Schwab, and go all the way back to his beginnings, uh, his upbringing in Nazi Germany, and his uh, in, you know his his family's influence on Hitler and working with Hitler, and then talk about right out in the open what the World Economic Forum uh, is doing to usher in the satanic one-world uh, political, economic, and religious. Uh, system, which, of course, we know from Scripture will be in place uh, during the tribulation period. And at that time, the Antichrist will be the one that heads it up during that great day of the Lord's wrath, the 70th week of Daniel, that that final seven-year period prior to Christ's return. Uh, What we don't know, obviously, is how much of the one-world system uh, we as the church will have to endure before the rapture. We know we'll be rescued before the Antichrist takes the helm. uh but that doesn't mean we won't be here for you know a lot of this stuff so i think it's very very important uh for us to you know to be aware of what's going on to be prepared uh there is an urgency to the hour uh you know the world economic forum is certainly not (laughs) certainly not the only uh tool that satan is using right now but it does seem to be in the driver's seat and i'm going to explain that starting tomorrow Uh, I don't know how long this series will go on, you know, when I did Spirit of the Antichrist last fall, it ended up being 18 uh, videos. Uh, I have a feeling this this series is going to be longer because there are so many things happening, as you said, uh, that uh, easily could be setting the stage for, uh, you know, the the coming uh, Great Last Days Deception and the the coming Antichrist. So, uh, you know, uh, (laughs) it's amazing. You know, so much of it is is people are unaware of, and uh, so much of it is kind of hidden in plain sight. So, you know, to start with uh, this morning, as we talk about this idea of deception, I want to take us back uh, in our mind's eye about 2,000 years ago uh, to the darkest hour in human history. Mm. Uh, The cosmic struggle between good and evil was hanging in the balance for more than 4,000 years. The enemy of all that is good and fair and holy and righteous and just, uh, had sought to overcome the eternal creator of the universe. For 4,000 years, he had worked his deceptive magic and blinded the hearts of mankind and wreaked havoc on the entire world. Uh, But now in this one dark hour, uh, uh, his time had come. And once and for all, he thought he was able to defeat uh, God. And and, and the son of God, Uh, not wanting to leave anything to chance in that moment, 2,000 years ago, he chose to indwell a certain person, Judas, in order to accomplish uh, his defeat of the son of God. And so uh, using Judas, he was able to betray Christ. And we know the story well. Christ was uh, betrayed, uh, arrested, tried. Crucified and laid in a borrowed tomb, and at that moment Satan thought he had won the victory. He thought game over. It's uh, I've conquered the world. Um, you know, I'm. I. This is my playground. Uh, uh, you know, it's game over. But of course, three days later, he must have shrieked in horror when, uh, as prophesied, uh, the Son of God rose from the dead on the third day, defeating death, hell, and the grave, and uh, Throwing a huge wrench in Satan's plan.
0: Hallelujah. And so for the last two
1: yeah, praise God for that. <laughs> and of course,
0: you know, if Satan believed the word of God, he would have
1: seen that coming. He knows the word of God. He just doesn't believe the word of God. Right. Um, he is self-deceived. Uh, and so for the last 2,000 years, he's been uh, frantically uh, trying to still win a battle that, frankly, he's already lost. Right. Um, and so, you know, uh, the Bible tells us in Second Timothy 3.13 that evil men and imposters are growing worse and worse. Uh, deception is going to get worse and worse and worse uh, over time. Uh, and of course, in the last 2,000 years, it is, it is really ratcheted up. Um, we know that, uh, uh, you, you know, uh, uh, in the final seven-year period, according to Jesus in the Olivet Discourse, uh, deception is going to, to reach unprecedented heights, even such that, you know, many Jews will be deceived yet again, right. just as they were right. at his first coming. Um, you know, uh, there's a great quote by uh, the late Dresden James. He was not a believer, but he was a famous British television a, a, a screenplay writer, and novelist, and just just kind of a well-known writer. And he said, quote, A truth's initial commotion is directly proportional to how deeply the lie was believed.
2: Mm-hmm. It
1: wasn't the world being round that, that agitated people, but that the world wasn't flat. What? And uh, I think what we're seeing today is people so deceived <laughs> that they can't even recognize a lie uh, it's it's blind allegiance to a satanic system and it goes back to Darwinism and you know the uh, overtaking of the educational system the media the uh, court systems <coughs> the, uh, the, the mainstream uh, television news and so forth uh, they've kind of covered every angle medicine uh, education big pharma uh, corporatism And so Satan's fingerprints are all over this culture as he seeks to blind men's hearts to the gospel and uh, deceive them. Dr. James also said, quote, the ideal tyranny is that which is ignorantly self-administered by its victims. Uh, The most perfect slaves are therefore those which blissfully
0: and unawarely enslave themselves. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and that is so true. I mean, we see people today
1: literally elbowing their way to the front of the line uh, to take an experimental injection that is killing thousands. I'm going to talk about this in the coming weeks in our series "What in the World Is Going On." Uh, you know, uh, here's an interesting fact in the in, going back to 2007. Uh, well, first of all, there's many people may not be aware there is a government-sponsored system the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. Right, or Bears, Bears. For sure.
0: right, right.
1: Yeah, it was put in place uh, after Reagan in the, in, I think it was 87, signed a law that you know, gave blanket immunity to all the pharmaceutical companies, <clears throat> excuse me, so that they uh, could not be sued and had no liability. They could just work with impunity, make their trillions of dollars, and treat us like guinea pigs. And so... Uh, because so many people that received the vaccines, and again, this was way before COVID, uh, were having serious problems, they created this government system where people could voluntarily report <coughs> their uh, adverse uh, you know, events that come after taking a vaccine. And so we have that system. It's run by the government. It's fully disclosed. You can go to the VAERS site uh, and, and actually look up the numbers but in starting in 07 in the 13 years and four months that follow taking us up to December I'm sorry November 30th of 2020 uh, uh, 20, which was right before the, the COVID vaccines started to be introduced in December of 2020 mm-hmm. but in that 13 years and four months the total number of deaths reported in the bear system was 3,001 and uh And a Harvard study that was done, uh, and I've got this quote that we're going to be talking about. I don't know if we'll get to it tomorrow night, but in the coming weeks. There was a study done at Harvard, and I've heard this doctor interviewed on MSNBC, that determined that roughly only 1% of all adverse or negative effects from vaccines are actually reported. Right. So, 3,001, but that only represents 1%. Now, let's look at the reports of just the COVID vaccine from December 2020 until July 9th, so roughly 12 days ago uh, of of this year. In that span of time, about eight months, there have been 11,000 deaths reported just from the COVID vaccine.
0: Wow.
1: So just let that sink in for a moment. 13 years and four months, we had 3,000 deaths reported. Now suddenly people are dying. It's by the way, it's 17,000 over in the UK and they're uh, the same exact version of theirs They call it something different. Uh, Eurovigilance, I think they call it, but it's a government one. You know, it's 17,000 in the UK. So the point is, this is a great deception, uh, a, an experimental injection that's never been approved by the FDA. You go to the FDA site and see what it means to have emergency use authorization or EUA without officially being studied. Uh, And uh, for a disease that 99.73% of people survive anyway, and those that don't are those that uh, die from the flu every year because of adverse uh, comorbidities. Um, They have upper respiratory issues already, they're elderly, they're already sick, and the flu is very dangerous for that uh, demographic. And so, yes, people die, it's uh, tragic, But, you know, back in 2018, if we had shown pictures from nursing homes and put a little counter up in the bottom of Fox News and told everybody how many people were dying from uh, the flu, it would have been, you know, responded totally differently. But we did that in 2020, and now everybody is scared, fearful. And so they're elbowing their way like they're trying to get on the train to Auschwitz to the front of the line uh, to take this experimental Injection.
0: And that's just one example. There's actually, at JB, there's actually an updated whistleblower's report uh, came out two days ago uh, that is, has brought to light that the actual number on the VARS system, and there are, now this whistleblower says that there are actually 11 different VARS systems uh, be, uh, r- that are reporting across uh, this nation. Uh, the whistleblower says that there are there have been forty five thousand confirmed yeah, so, uh, confirmed deaths. Yeah, that's totally right. And so, and the thing is, uh, they
1: they've done a recent study to kind of update that Harvard study that shows because of a lot of the attention that's being given to uh, the problems with vaccines in general over the last ten years, and particularly since the COVID experimental injection. Well, uh, it's not a vaccine, by the way. your right. Own admission, it's an experimental
0: injection. It's gene it's therapy. A vaccine, yeah, yeah, and it can't be called a vaccine until it's been officially approved by the FDA. Right.
1: Uh, but anyway, um, you know that the new number is the actual reports is only two. I'm sorry, three point one. No, no, two point three percent of actual cases not one wow. percent anyway if you use those numbers we're dealing with hundreds of thousands of deaths you right. know, realistically right. and you know if you put i'm just wondering why the mainstream media is not putting little counters in the bottom of
0: their screens showing all the people dying from the COVID vaccine yeah that's right? in, that's interesting why why are they not yeah i mean when we deal with
1: hundreds of thousands of deaths that's not a small number you no. know no. Uh, and that's, a, that's a, a statistically significant number yeah um, but instead what they're doing is going door to door and and you know trying to uh arm wrestle people into uh you know to taking this uh this vaccine mm-hmm. but um it is uh, you know uh, it, it's just it's just a, a classic example and i don't want to get any more down into the rabbit hole of the whole uh, COVID uh scam but uh you know people really died like they do every year from severe acute respiratory syndrome, SARS, which COVID-19 is SARS-CoV-2. It's the second generation of this type of uh, virus. And uh, and that's tragic. It's tragic when anybody dies. Yes. But it's not about, as always, with Satan and his deceptive plan. it's not about what it's about. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the plan all along was for this injection. And uh, honestly, uh, if a believer is listening to this podcast uh, and they've taken it or anyone has taken it, I feel like uh, you need to repent of that decision and pray. And, and hopefully the Lord will uh, uh, you know, protect you because uh, you know, sometimes it takes six to eight weeks for the spike proteins that are in those vaccines to, to, to really do their damage. Uh, you have different categories. Some people die within 24 to 48 hours. Some of them die six to eight weeks uh, later and others don't die but they have severe reactions hundreds of and hundreds of thousands of non-death severe reactions that are being reported to the years. so uh, if you haven't taken it don't take it i mean uh, oh, i don't have to be a doctor you know i don't have to be a medical doctor to tell you that um, i mean i don't have to be a medical doctor to say don't do something that's going to harm you i mean uh, it doesn't take an expert to say you know don't Stick
2: a hot poker in your eye, right? So yeah. Some people say, "Well, you're not, you're not a doctor. Why would you?" Do? Well, I
0: mean, the evidence is pretty overwhelming, so don't yeah. take it. It, it, and, re- uh, it really is. And, yeah. Yeah. So, but so what I'd like to
1: do is kind of show you how Satan is is really, you know, we were talking off air about how Satan's he's brilliant because he's an angel, a fallen angel, of course. Uh, And angels have a level of intelligence that actually exceeds human beings because they're not constrained by physicality and the the, the physiological uh, stress on the mind and being tired and and those types of things uh, because they're spirit beings. But although he's smart, he's not very creative and he's been using, you know, the same MO, uh, you know, since he was cast out of heaven. When he first uh, sought to deceive, you know, Adam and Eve.
0: Yeah, it really yeah, has. It really no. hasn't changed a bit, has it, JB? No, not at all. And uh,
1: and if you understand what I call, you know, the anatomy of deception or you know, five core components of of deception, uh, you know, then you can spot it uh, much easier. You know, John tells us to test the spirits and see if they're of God and. Most Christians, unfortunately, in this great day of deception, uh, is they're not discerning. They they have not, um, by use of the word of God, been able to um, uh, filter out lies and and uh, deception. So, um, so yeah, if you're ready, I'd say let's uh, let's turn to Genesis
0: three and kind of. A walk through this uh, this together. Well, I'm ready, JB, and I'm sure that uh, our listeners are equally as ready. Take it away, sir. All
1: right. So again, the origin of deception can be traced all the way back to uh, Satan's interaction with with Adam and Eve. And the first uh, step in deception, again, the five uh, what I call core components or steps in Satan's deceptive
2: plan is to question truth question truth so you get to uh you know uh,
1: genesis 3 verse 1 and uh it says uh, now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the lord god had made and he said to the woman has god indeed said has god indeed said so basically what he's saying is god's word is questionable uh, can we really trust God's word? Can we really trust anything? Is there, you know, absolute truth? It was the same question that was at the heart of Pilate's question to Jesus, some you know four thousand years later, when he said to Jesus, "What is truth?" So, you know, this first step of questioning truth is basically to call into doubt the veracity, the truthfulness, the trustworthiness of god's word uh the bible and that's the way deception begins it plants seeds of doubt and satan planted a seed of doubt uh in eve and uh as we shall see and as we all know of course we 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 know where that went but satan is is questioning god's truth today in a number of ways especially with uh, young people um one of the biggest ways was through the introduction of uh, you know murderous eugenicist Darwinist theory uh, that we all evolved uh, over 65 million years from a wet rock. Yeah. Uh, that mankind and humanity is is uh, is worthless. It's no different than any other organism. That we are not made in the image of God. We're not the crown jewel of creation. We're not unique among the created order. Right. We're, we're just we're, another we're, organism. We're, we're,
0: we're accidental life.
1: Yeah, a- absolutely, right. And so, and it also underlines the gospel, of course, because it suggests that, you know, death and destruction uh, were here for millions of years before sin. So, therefore, sin, original sin, is really not significant. There's nothing special that happened there. Um, and, you know, think about the implications of that. When, when Adam and Eve sinned, which we're getting there in our, you know, we're just going to look at the first five or so verses, but, uh, obviously, we know how it ends up when they sinned. The first thing that God did was slay an animal to create a covering for them. Right. And if death had been around for millions of years, that would have had no significance to Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. They would have looked at that and gone, yeah, OK, so another lamb was killed. Big deal. We did twelve of those yesterday. You know, What was the big deal? Uh, but it was precisely because the consequence of sin, as God had warned it would be, was death. And they had never seen death they'd never seen an animal die mm-hmm. they think about that yeah and then before their eyes here's an innocent lamb being slaughtered
0: right that would have
1: left a, an impression on them but not if they were just you know the result of millions of years of uh, accidental uh, evolution or so forth so uh god's questioning uh Truth and he's getting it in the minds of young people. It has for many years, of course. In '63 here in America, when we took God and prayer out of schools, uh, that accelerated Satan's uh, uh, first component here of questioning truth. And one of the things we're going to cover in my Wednesday night series, again, that starts tomorrow night, uh, what in the world is going on, is transhumanism Uh, and uh, how that marginalizes. Uh, mankind, and they really, um, you know, they want to do away with uh, humanity entirely. Yes. Uh, in fact, there was an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal last summer. Uh, I think it was June of 2020, uh, in which it was titled "The End of Humanity." Yeah. Um, I mean, some of the things that are that are going on um, behind the scenes. Uh, all because we began questioning God's truth, are uh, nothing short of horrific. Uh, And uh, they want to get rid of humanity entirely. Uh, uh, A a gal named Crystal Vander Elst, who's got a long history of being part of the Luciferian agenda, she was uh, the uh, head of strategic foresight at the World Economic Forum uh, before she took her post at uh, Policy Horizons in Canada. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, She said, quote, in the coming years, biodigital technologies can be woven into our lives in the way that digital systems are now. Biological and digital systems are converging. Sometimes transhumanists call it Mm biodigital convergence. Uh, And she said they can change the way we work, live, and even evolve as a species. Now listen to this. Mm -hmm. She said, quote, more than a technological change this bio digital convergence may transform the way we understand ourselves and cause us to redefine what we consider human wow And just let that sink in. uh she goes on to say the physical meshing merging and manipulating of the biological and digital are creating new hybrid forms of life (laughs)
0: That sounds like Genesis six to me. It is. It
1: is exactly like Genesis six, and we know how God responded to you know messing with the, the distinctiveness of humanity and the human uh, DNA and genome
0: back in Genesis six, destroys the world.
2: That's right. Um, and so uh, through the blood.
1: So uh, that's one of the reasons. One of the biggest reasons. And again, that's probably going to span two or three weeks in our midweek study because there's so much that I think people need to be aware of there between the connection between the World Economic Forum, Bill Gates, uh, Elon Musk, uh, you know, uh, uh, Ray Kurzweil. Ray Kurzweil said, uh,
0: does God exist?
1: I would say not yet. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, isn't that amazing?
1: <laughs> yeah, we're, you know, we, we can, if we, we're getting so good, we're going to create God. Yeah. You know, talk about God in the image of man. I mean, that's uh, sick. Elon Musk said, uh, before long, we'll be able to turn you into a blanking, obviously I, I won't say it, but a blanking butterfly, if we want to. Yeah. I mean, they're just playing, playing God yeah. in, in every uh, sense of the world. The, the Again, the op-ed in the Wall Street Journal was looking forward to the end of the humanity. And behind a lot of this, by the way, is Moderna. And Moderna, oh, yeah. uh, you may recognize that name from one of the vaccines. Big Pharma. Uh, they had never brought us, yeah, Big Pharma, and they had never brought a product ever to market of any kind in their history as a company uh, yeah. of over ten years right. until this experimental injection. Yep. And their a company motto, which I have a screenshot of their website. Uh, they've since taken it down because it created such a stir. Uh, but it used to be, "Welcome to Moderna." We believe MRNA is the, quote, software of life. Wow. So that was, that's right there on, well, there on the website. That's,
0: that's um, pretty, pretty that's, pr- that's pretty blatant, isn't it? Yeah,
1: it really is. So, you know, that's the, the questioning of truth, uh, and that's where, you know, it all began, question truth. Uh, and so then if we read on in Genesis, uh, the second step, is to misrepresent truth, right? Misrepresent truth, and what's our? How are we doing on time? Are we coming up against the break?
0: Well, I'm glad you asked because we have we we are coming up on break. Uh, this might be a good place to leave off, uh, uh, leading into the break, and uh, we'll be back with you shortly. Ah, thank you for returning with us after that short break. Uh, we are here with Dr. J. B. Hickson uh, once again, and then brother, brother JB, we're glad to have you again. Uh, and we, uh, are really excited about, uh, today's content. And I, I don't know if excited is, is the proper word. However, uh, I, I, I get excited to share a truth as I know that you do. And, uh, and we've got some truth to share today, don't we? Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, we left
1: off with, um, uh, the second of, of what we're calling five core components of deception, right? And we see this as uh, Satan's MO, if you will, um, from Genesis uh, three. So uh, when he fell and couldn't have heaven for his domain and overtake God's throne, he said, "Well, I'll take I'll take the world then. I'll take the created order." Mm-hmm. And uh, and so uh, he uh, he started out by questioning truth: Has God indeed said? Uh, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. But then he also, secondly, misrepresented uh, truth. Right. Uh, if you continue that verse, he said, uh, has God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, is that really what God said? I mean <laughs> What did God say? Let's go back to Genesis 2. Yes. God commanded the man saying, of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. That's right. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. So, right.
0: Verse 17. Really yeah. misrepresented truth. Yeah. Yep. Genesis 2, uh, 16 and 17. So, and by the way, that verse goes on to say, for in the day you eat of that one tree, you shall surely die. Pretty plain um, language. Yeah. Yeah. So as so one
1: thing just as a side note, as we're talking about, you know, Satan's deception and his, his method of operation, we need to we need to remember the connection between deception and, and death. You know, Jesus in John yeah. eight forty four said Jesus was a murderer from the beginning.
0: Yes, yeah, Satan's uh, because Satan was a liar and a murderer from the beginning.
1: Right, a liar and a murderer. Exactly. That's where I was going. So the purpose of his deception was to kill. Uh, Jesus in John 10 says he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Uh, Peter said, our adversary, the devil, is like a roaring lion seeking those whom he may devour. Uh, So, uh, and of course, uh, in Revelation, Satan is personified as death in the the final judgment after the millennium when death and Hades are cast into the lake of fire, the everlasting lake of fire. And uh, Paul teaches that uh, in 1 Corinthians 15 that the last enemy... To be defeated is death so people need to understand that satan's a killer and uh, he's not just there to make your life miserable or to cause you know to, to be a killjoy of some kind or you know tempt you to do things he's there to kill you yeah. and the sin when it's full grown always brings forth death um and uh so so but back to to genesis 3 you know satan clearly <clears throat> misrepresented uh you know the uh uh, God's word. He said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Has God indeed said that? So he questions truth and he misrepresents. And so by the way, he, he also influenced Eve so that she misrepresented God's word.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because if you remember her response in Genesis 3, uh, verses 2 and 3, the woman said to the serpent, after he asked her that question, has God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree? She said, quote, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, "You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it."
2: Mm. Now,
1: did God say that? No, That's he not did what not. God said no. <laughs> so, when you start questioning truth and misrepresenting it it has an effect and, and it, it sort of marginalizes truth so that people then begin to uh be nilly willy with the truth and and, and cast it in uh, different lights uh but uh yeah that's not at all uh, you know what uh, god said uh you know god said don't eat of it right and the day you eat of it you will surely uh die so uh it, when, when he's misrepresenting truth essentially what he is saying is that truth is a matter of opinion, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, uh, and, and when it becomes a matter of opinion, then, it, like I said, it's marginalized, and not only did Eve misrepresent the truth when she said that God had said not to touch it, which, of course, he hadn't, she also downplayed the consequence because God said, in the day you eat of it, you shall surely die. But Eve kind of softened it a bit when she said, God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die, as if to say, you know, you might die if you do this, so don't touch it, don't eat it. So right off the bat, even just after his first two kind of tools in his tool bag, Satan has had a profound impact on the mind of Eve, just by questioning truth and misrepresenting it. Right. Uh, So then you go to verse 4 in Genesis 3. So, uh, you know, again, just so your listeners are tracking with me, Satan questions truth. He misrepresents truth. And then he directly contradicted God's truth in verse 3. He basically says death and judgment are an illusion because he says, Genesis 3, verse 4, the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die.
0: That's direct contradiction, yeah.
1: Completely, yeah. And the reason it's important to understand Satan's MO is because if he had started with, hey, Eve, here's a newsflash for you. You're not going to die. She would have immediately noticed that that was contradictory to what God said, and it would have been harder, perhaps, to get her to go along. Mm -hmm. Now, most people, when they think of deception, this is where they start. They think it starts with a blatant lie. It doesn't. It starts with questioning truth, misrepresenting it, and then having primed the pump, so to speak, you know, you directly contradict it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, Satan blatantly negated the death penalty that God had given uh, and the warning that God had given. And as uh, we said earlier, Satan's a liar from the beginning. Jesus uh, tells us in John eight forty four, and this is his lie. You can sin and get away with it. There's no consequence fact that mankind rebelled against his creator uh, and uh, did the one thing God told us not to do has no consequence. And that's been the underlying no pun intended undergirding lie, let's say, uh, from throughout history. Mm -hmm. Uh, It all kind of goes back to that one lie. You won't die. There are no
0: uh,
1: consequences.
0: So what's happening Uh, today, JB, is the same old lie, basically, with uh, just a, a different wrapping paper.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, uh, and, and, and of course there are consequences from it. Uh, death in Scripture means separation, uh, and we have a, a chart in our Not My Works book of Theological Charts, Diagrams, and Illustrations uh, that I frequently show in different uh, presentations uh, that talks about six kinds of death in Scripture. Uh, obviously, we understand as believers, that uh, death involves spiritual separation, yes. separating us from a holy God, and requiring redemption and uh, the needed payment to be made, which was made by the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And uh, but death also brings physical separation mm-hmm. of the soul from uh, the body, and you, the soul will spend eternity in a literal place of torment called hell. And when you die, there's that there's that separation physically from the soul and the body but also eternally if, uh, if you've never trusted a Christ. And so, you know, Paul tells us in Ephesians 2.1 that we're born dead in our trespasses and sins, and that's talking about spiritual death. Um, but as I've often said, and, and, and uh, you may have heard this uh, when I was in uh, Illinois uh, there, uh, you know, if you're born once, you're gonna die twice. But if you're born twice, you're only going to die once That's right. physically. Amen. In other words, if you've only been born physically and then never experienced the new birth through faith alone and Christ alone, uh, then you have two deaths awaiting
2: you. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you. You'll go the way of all flesh, mm-hmm. physical death, but then you'll die eternally. Yeah. However, if you've experienced the second birth by faith, like Jesus talked about with Nicodemus and John three, then of course you'll only experience one death, physical death. And by the way, uh, there will be a generation that doesn't even experience that because yeah. the generation that's living when Christ comes back yeah. to rescue the church before the great day of the Lord's wrath and Amen. the rapture, Amen. they they won't even experience that. But most people throughout history that are believers have experienced only one death. Uh, Paul says in Second Corinthians five seven, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Oh, yes. There's that physical separation. Yes, but uh, but they'll never experience the second death uh, because uh, we've received the payment on our behalf. Uh, for Christ.
2: So, Amen. So, so question truth, misrepresent truth,
1: directly contradict truth. His direct contradiction was death and judgment are an illusion. And Eve should have immediately contradicted Satan when he contradicted the truth, but she sat passively by. Um, you know, uh, she agreed with this falsehood. You know, we, we hear people all the time saying, You know uh, we just need to agree to disagree no we don't we need to disagree to agree we need people standing up to the lies and the falsehoods and one of the reasons i'm doing this series is uh and i know a lot of other pastors that say oh you know don't you know don't address that stuff just you know preach what will make people feel good but i I just sense an urgency uh, for such a time as this that pastors need to be addressing what's going on in the world through the lens of scripture And calling uh, the church to respond appropriately. I mean, this isn't the time to be going through, you know, uh, 10 characteristics of the high priesthood and and, parsing every uh, sacrifice and festival in Leviticus 16. I mean, the time is short. Uh, We need to preach the whole counsel of God, of course, but I think people really need to recognize that, and pastors especially, that the Word of God speaks in a context, in a culture. And right now, we are knocking on the door of the end game and Satan's plan um, yeah and we don't know the timetable uh, but that it sure seems like it's it's got to be closed seems
0: like he's got um, his seems like he's got his foot on the gas doesn't he yeah he does and you know we
1: always need to remember there are two factors that affect the timetable of the end times plan first and foremost is God's sovereignty yes so God knows the time. And anything and everything that happens is only because he allows it to happen.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh, you know, Peter tells us God is not willing that any should perish, but all come to repentance. He wants every person who's not saved to change their mind about Christ and become saved by faith alone. Amen. And so he's been, you know, very patient. Um, and and we don't know for sure uh, whether the we will sh- you know see the rapture in our day and, and shift in uh, to the end times. But uh, the other factor, obviously, is the Luciferian timetable.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: that's not a monolithic or set in stone either. I mean, they've been trying for 2,000 years and really even longer, if you go back to the ancient paganism, to take over the world and usher in a one world system. And right. uh, because of infighting and, and conflicts internally and uh, other setbacks, chief among them is the influence of. Uh, the Holy Spirit in and through the church today—they've um, been restrained, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. they may have a timetable, and that timetable could be soon. And if their timetable lines up with God's sovereign plan, it's—it's going to happen. Yeah, and yeah. when you when you talk about them playing with life and you know changing the genome and uh, conquering just about every frontier of the image of God in man. It sure seems like
0: it's got to be close. Right. So uh, so we talked about the three
1: of the five steps so far from Genesis 3. Question truth, misrepresent truth, directly contradict truth. And then if you look at verse 5, we see the fourth step is Satan shifts the focus from truth to perception. Yeah. I know that's kind of wordy. It's not the, the most uh, you know homiletical way to come up with a fancy sermon point. But there's a lot packed into that statement. So let me say it again. The fourth step in his MO, in his anatomy of deception, is to shift the focus from truth to perception.
2: Mm -hmm. Notice
1: what he says uh, in uh, verse 5. Because the pathway to deception always goes through this shift. Uh, So he says in verse 5, For God knows or God knows you will be like God, knowing good from evil, and so forth. Um, so that's an explanatory word for, and he's essentially getting into the mind of God. Is that really why God said what he said, which we've already pointed out? Satan even puts words in God's mouth to begin with. He doesn't even quote God directly. He lied outright.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: now he's trying to get into the mind of God and speak to God's motive. Um is that why God issued his warning to Adam and Eve because he didn't want them to be like him? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I mean it's it's a shift into uh, perception. It's this notice
0: it's this it's this uh, notion that perception is more important than reality. You see that happening uh, in reality. churches. You see that happening in churches uh, today. they're they're focusing more on experience than they are on reason.
1: Yeah, for sure you see it in every walk of life, but definitely in the church. Uh, But, you know, this idea that facts don't matter. Reality doesn't matter. It's an age of virtual reality. Yeah. How do you you
0: feel about it, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, style over substance, form over function. The makeup man is more important than the speechwriter. Speculation is more important than empirical evidence. Uh,
2: People Mm -hmm. have
1: little use for facts anymore.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: It's very difficult to look, you know, beyond the presentation and the style to the facts of the matter. So someone will listen to a speech or watch a video on YouTube and you'll say, hey, what'd you think? And they'll say something like, oh, he was funny or I didn't like him because he was boring or, you know, he didn't, you know, he was, he didn't dress right or whatever, you know, whatever. And and you just, you want to go, no, no, I'm talking about, about his content. What did you What did you think about his content well they don't know because they're not even considering content it's all about the fluff not the stuff Mm -hmm. and uh john John adams one of our founding fathers reminded us uh, quite uh poignantly facts are stubborn things and you know whatever may be our wishes our inclinations or the dictates of our passion they cannot alter the state of facts and
2: evidence (laughs) Um, and this this tendency (laughs) You know, to ignore facts
1: and in favor of perception, again, manifests itself in all sorts of uh, contexts. Uh, but it's at play, uh, particularly whenever someone questions the official government narrative about anything. Yeah. Uh, they'll, they'll just say, well, you're just a conspiracy theorist, or you know, you're just crazy, or you're a tinfoil hat. Okay, well, just because I'm paranoid doesn't mean people really aren't following me. You know, and uh, so let's deal with the reality. Let's deal with the facts. Uh, Don't just dismiss a person out of hand because they're bringing up something that you've never heard. Einstein said, uh, you know, uh, uh, that uh, to uh, reject something without investigating it uh, is the height of ignorance. I think we talked about that previously. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You know, I like what uh, Ben Shapiro said. He said, facts don't care about your feelings. (laughs) <laughs> and uh we need to aptly, very
0: aptly put yeah <laughs> yeah
1: it really is uh and uh you know uh, and I've often pointed out you know it's a good thing uh Joseph uh in the first century was less concerned with perception and more concerned with the reality when he discovered that his betrothed wife Mary was pregnant right because the perception was oh you got to put her away you got to you know she could have you could have killed her under the law yep, uh, yep. But he understood the truth of the matter Mm -hmm. and he ignored perception in the face of of undoubted scoffing. So uh, I know we're about out of time. So the fifth one so, you know, again, question truth, misrepresent truth, directly contradict truth, shift the focus from truth to perception, and then finally, invent new meaning for truth. Literally, make up. Completely new definitions, make up words, assign completely new meaning, and, and we are living in this day when words no longer have intrinsic uh, meaning. And so, in verse five, again, say, uh, for God knows uh, that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good from evil. Now, that that has no basis. In it. That there's that, nothing it was not even anywhere in the context of what was going on when God gave. Adam and Eve, the instructions
0: and
1: and so forth. So it was literally a a making up, if you will, of truth. And so we need to remember that words have meaning uh, and uh, we can't let them redefine words like, you know, vaccine hesitant. Or you know uh, the homophobics, yeah. you know, or whatever. I'm not. I'm not homophobic. I'm homophobic. I just think homosexuality is an abomination to our holy God. Okay, that's, that's different. You can put a label on it, but you don't get to define what that label means. Right. Uh, Frederick Nietzsche, that German atheist philosopher, said, "I fear we're not getting rid of God because we still believe in grammar." And uh, yeah. Satan knows yeah. that in the beginning was the word. The word was with God, the word was God. He knows that language is one of the fundamental parts of, of creation and the created order. And if he can do away with language and, and just make words have you know any arbitrary meaning you want them to have, then he's gone a long way toward winning the battle. Absolutely. So there you have it. That's, that's the uh, the five steps, you know, question truth, misrepresent truth, directly contradict truth, shift the focus from truth to perception, and then invent
0: new meaning for truth. Yeah, I, I think, JB, that uh, that six-point outline is is quite complete. Uh, and, you know, it, five points. Uh, five, I'm sorry, yeah, five, five points. points. I, I think the last two are the ones that we see uh, really uh, w- evidence that Satan is putting the pedal to the metal with his plan right now. He's really using those last two in, in, in large doses,
2: isn't he?
1: Oh, he is. And and fear, we're going to talk about that in the new series that starts tomorrow. Again, I want to remind your listeners that they can go to org and click right on live stream uh, in the menu bar there, or uh, just watch for the highlight uh, carousel of the, the, the what in the world is going on. Banner will come up. That's the title of the series. It'll start at 6 o'clock. Uh, Mountain time every Wednesday. Um, uh, But again, if you can't join live by live stream, uh, the videos will be posted usually by either late Wednesday night or Thursday morning. And we're going to talk about a lot of this stuff in great detail for the next several
0: weeks. Right? You are going to even this five point outline. You are going to expand on even even uh, to a greater extent during that that series, aren't you?
1: Yeah, we're going to show you how Satan uses this. Model again and again and again and, and expose a lot of the, uh, the lies. But more specifically, the series "What in the World Is Going On" is going to take what's happening in the world and show you where it fits in God's uh, prophetic plan and how it could be setting the stage for the return of the Lord.
0: Amen, brother. Amen. I tell you what, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing that. Uh, I'll be listening in. Uh, I know I know Pastor Dick will be listening in. We we will be. Definitely attentive to that, uh, and if you are in the uh, the Sedalia, Colorado area, be sure to not miss. Be sure to be at Plum Creek Chapel when, uh, during during this uh, during this uh, series. You're not going to want to miss it. A lot of vital information that you'll miss out on if you miss it. Be there or be square, like they say, right, JB? <laughs>
1: Yeah, All right. Thank you guys for, for letting me be a part of the show again this week.
0: Uh, uh, actually, Pastor Dick has something he wants to interject here before we leave, uh, JB.
2: Yeah, I'm, okay. JB, I'm just going to do what I always do, is I'm going to give an invitation to those uh, who are listening who may not be saved or have doubted their salvation. And um, I'm just going to quote my Lord Jesus Christ when he said in single-syllable words, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Uh, Dear ones, if you haven't trusted Christ as your Savior, do so today. And how do you do that? You believe God. Believe what God said in his word. And Jesus, the God in the flesh, said he was the way, the truth, and the life. And that no one gets to heaven except by him. So we're closing a word of prayer now. Heavenly father, we thank you so much for our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ, for your precious and Holy word. We thank you for, uh, the Holy spirit that you've given to us to lead us and guide us into all truth and help us to, uh, continually, um uh, preach, teach your truth. We, uh, We ask these things in the name of our precious Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Thanks, Pastor. And, uh, JB, thank you once again. Uh, Scintillating information. Uh, And uh, very accurate and uh, very detailed. And we thank you for that. Uh, It's really stuff that people need to know about uh, and, and have not a shadow of a doubt about. So thank you for sharing that with us today. Uh, I'm assuming that we'll we'll be with you again next week. Is that correct?
1: We are. I'll be at another conference uh, next week, uh, Patriot okay. Pastors Conference. Um, I don't know the schedule yet, but uh, definitely, uh, really uh, looking forward and planning to, to work it into the schedule to do uh, to do the uh, the interview again on Tuesday.
0: Fantastic. So are we, JB? Thank you once again for being with us. Uh, We're going to be signing off now. So this is the uh, Christian Underground News Network. Uh, Please be sure to tune in and be with us this Saturday as we continue our series on 2 Peter and uh, uh, Zealous for the Truth, I believe we've entitled that. Uh, uh, Some critical information out there uh, for you, for you Bible students and uh, for everybody else as well. Uh, In fact, a lot of it ties in with what uh, we were talking about with JB today. So, uh, be with us this Saturday as we, uh, continue in second Peter, uh, may God bless and keep you until we are with you again on Saturday. We are the Christian underground news network signing off until then. God bless.